who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. I just I just think they that they're living like 40% of their life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just have to, I just like shrug my shoulders and laugh. Like they're on low battery mode all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's like you've never <laughs> even just like making out with queer people is way better <laughs> and when i see like straight yeah, I mean, people kiss disagree. i'm like Ugh, oh i know boring. <laughs> last night i literally went Ugh, out loud i'm diking out you're diking out let's dike out together see what it's all about diking out diking out diking out Welcome to Diking Out, the podcast that's out to prove that any topic can be gay if you put your mind to it. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Sarah York. And today we're diking out with Jessica Henderson about plants. Jessica is an improviser and stand-up comedian who performs all over New York and regularly at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Hello. Uh, a couple of quick announcements. January 28th, we have our show at Stonewall. And if you didn't get your tickets, too freaking bad. It is sold out. Yes. Wow. We sold out Congrats. our show. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who bought tickets. This is going to be such a great show. Uh, mark your calendar for the next show if you're missing out. That's going to be February 25th. I will tell you some of the lineup now. We'll have uh, Emma Willman, Iman Al Husseini, Jess Solomon, and Veronica Garza. Strong. And keeping that that seat open for, for Rosie. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> or somebody else. I'm going to get a special guest. Uh, and then also the Les Hangout podcast is having their Should Have Been Gay show. And I'm going to be talking about Olivia Benson. So if you want to see that, <laughs> that's Monday, February 18th at the Bell House in Brooklyn at 730. So cool. uh, you can find tickets, links to that through Les Hangout. Uh Speaking of Les Hangout, uh, they were the uh, the podcast that 
included me on a panel last year at Clexicon. Oh my gosh. Which I didn't know what it was. And I saw, Jessica, you're going to be at Clexicon this year. I'm so jealous. I texted, (laughs) I texted Amelia. I'm like, Oh my God. I now I'm sad that I'm not going this year. I thought I would take a year yeah. off because I was a little bit overwhelmed about like adding that to the list of things to plan. And last year I felt so unprepared. Yeah, yeah. Is it fun? It it it's so cool. Well, have you ever been to Vegas? No. Well, I've driven through Vegas on my way to LA to do an actor showcase. So needless to say, I was stressed. Okay. I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy. I had never been to Vegas, and I liked it more than I thought I would. Okay. Uh, for a couple of days, it's great. Okay. Uh, Clexicon was great because it was such this like diverse mm-hmm. range of queer women. I feel and like I just got so excited. I got tears <laughs> in my eyes. Yeah. No, it was it was so many like all different kinds of mm-hmm. queer women there mm-hmm. and um and also trans women mm-hmm. and trans men and it just felt like everybody like united by geeky lesbian fandom so much of it went over my head like i don't watch most of the show like mm-hmm. a lot of it's science fictiony okay some of the the fan stuff oh um, I, I won't know about that no unless it's like steven universe which i just got into <gasps> and it's changing my I keep hearing about that, and I haven't gotten into it, but for our listeners... It's an animated show, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an animated show. Yes. And I was like, I'm not doing this white people stuff. I'm not doing it. I'm not (laughs) doing it. And then I had a friend who convinced me, and now I'm hooked. That's like, I love it. It's so good. What is it available on? Hulu. And then you can also... Oh my gosh. You'll have to plug it in after, because I don't remember the, the... uh, website, but there's a website online that all of them are there for free. So cool. it's the like a gender fluid character. Yeah, all right? of them are like like non binary basically. Yeah, and they what is so amazing about the show is they pack in these like richly complex ideas and lessons into a children's TV show, but it's also it's relatable to kids and adults. Um, I don't want to give away too much but there's like steven the main character his best friend connie and she's a girl quote unquote but they confuse together and they become like there's one part where they're like are you a girl or a boy and stevani's like i'm an experience like those (gasps) types yeah yeah yeah. just gave me Uh, chills yeah Yeah. (laughs) you have no idea and that is like the tamest thing i can think of but i if i explain too much i'll give away plot points of the show but it's like so rich and so it's just that's mm-hmm. great. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Such a good show. So, what are you going to be doing at Clexicon? You're performing. Or? I'm performing. Okay. Um, I'll be doing improv, which I great. think is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what sort of space we're doing improv because I always picture us like on an elevated event stage with like wireless mics, and I think that that's like the worst way to do improv. <laughs> but it'll be, it'll be so much fun and. The women that I'm doing it with are amazing, and I'm glad to travel with them. Yeah, one and of them is Kelly Quinn, who's been on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Great. Yeah, uh, she just had a baby, a.k.a. she got a dog. Okay. And- I was going to be like, hold the phone because I know. She got a dog. Okay. She got a dog, and I'm constantly trolling her for puppy content. I don't even ask yeah. her how she's doing. I'm like, where's the dog? Yeah. Where's the dog? That's all I want is puppies. Yeah. I'm like, where's your dog? Okay, I'm going to need to do some follow-up after this recording and yeah. investigate this. <laughs> This dog situation. And we'll be talking on a women in, like, queer women in comedy panel. (sighs) 
That's what I was trying to organize last year, but I was too late to the game. I really need to we'll go put next things year. on my calendar. Yeah, I next know. year. Yeah. I've made my uh, weed gummies that I bought in mm-hmm. Vegas last. Oh, really? And to, I mean, because I'm Some not... Wait, is weed legalized? Yes. Oh, I didn't know it is in, it is in state of Nevada. Yeah. It's, that changes things. Yes. Yeah. So the first thing we do was my wife and I, we went to a dispensary and we got some uh, shatter and some gummies. And it's like the lowest quantity you can get of each, but this is how like seldom we mm-hmm. get high. Uh, we still have some of both. And yeah. it's Gummies last me a while because... I just bite off a tiny bit. Right, you just that's bite off a little to, bit. Whew, yeah, you don't want to be make the amateur mistake of just like and you eating a brought whole them one. back on the plane, no problem. I did. So nice. um, I hope the DEA I can't imagine is you listening. smuggling drugs on a plane, right? Like, honestly, there's no. <laughs> I've smuggled them internationally multiple times because I'll take the. It's good for like a airplane ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you have to sleep mm-hmm. on a plane, uh, but they're not gonna check the. They gummy. don't look in your in your check bag though. Like they don't care, oh, right? It's not my check bag. It's my carry-on. Oh. Yeah. What I'll do is I have like a little Ziploc bag that has like Jolly Ranchers in it that I never eat. Yeah. And then I you throw that. some loose gummies in there. Yeah. It just looks like I got it's some just, candy. You know, a little bag of decoy candy. Decoy candies yeah. mixed in with the good candies. They're not looking for it. And and even the, the shatter that I got, like they sell it. I don't it know what shatter of, is. It's yeah, like I a, don't know. Yeah. I'm nodding along because they yeah, want to be yeah. very cool, but I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, you know, I shouldn't know what it is because I'm such a noob when it comes to yeah. weed, but it's just the dispensary. They tell you everything. And uh, it just happened that the vaporizer I had doesn't do oil. It does either wax or shatter. And shatter, ah. it's like a little bit harder. You like break little pieces off okay. of it. Um, oh, and it's just pure. And then it, you drop it in and then the thing vaporizes. Oh, okay, that. Cool. But it's like tiny like little pieces so you could really so control um, yeah. how much you're using right on. and it lasts so long but yeah, I, I, I put brought, it in with my makeup um, bag and nobody oh, great yeah I brought gummies from port I was in Portland Oregon um and I bought gummies in a tincture and I was going to bring it back uh from the airport and then I got too nervous and ate like two of the gummies and then just like <gasps> oh, no. gave the rest to my friend. Oh, and then I was way too high on the flight, <laughs> nervous about my tincture and my checked bag. Oh, man. Yeah. And when I got back to New York, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, and every like dog I saw, irrationally, like any cop or policeman I saw, I was like, they're here for me. Yeah. yeah they're here for I'm, I'm, <laughs> goodbye. I'm yeah. arrested. Um, and then I got home fine and everything was fine. And the tinctures, tinctures are amazing. Yeah. We we were flying out of California, and I think California has said we're not checking your <laughs> luggage for for mm-hmm. drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. They're like, it, we want it, your sweet ass tax revenue. Yeah. So keep buying weed here and then leaving with it. We don't care where you go after that. And, and when they have the dogs sniffing in airports, they're not sniffing for drugs. They're yeah. like specifically trained for explosives. Oh, okay. Like that was my only that's cool. concern. Yeah, uh, I thought my mom was going to kill me when I brought it to France with us last summer. She was like, you're flying overseas with this. I'm like, mm-hmm. no one's going to. It's fine. Yeah. Just act you natural. Just, just unsubscribe. There's no yeah. way. It's, it's too much <laughs> trouble for them to try to prosecute me for having two gummies it in my bag. It also shouldn't be illegal. Right. Yes. It's yeah. just so ridiculous. Some of the stuff you take, I hate, I'm going to be that crunchy granola person. It's like some of the stuff you take over the counter <laughs> should really should be illegal. Yeah. Like things yeah. that you take for migraines and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it can eventually 
like ruin your liver. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I was on medication (laughs) on these antibiotics, uh, for years that my doctors kept prescribing to me. And then I found this thing, how it like weakens all the tendons in your body and what and people were having things where their tendons just snapped and i'm oh like oh my god why didn't nobody tell me this right. i wouldn't have taken the and people were like just their bodies destroyed by this antibiotic and my doctors like never said no they don't, about they don't it. well that's what happens yeah. when you have care that is for profit yeah right yep <laughs> here's your oh, tendon geez. snapper yeah like i really i really can't yeah no I really can't. I get so tight. Game of Thrones, Sarah. Uh, what about it? It's the best show of all time? No. So, what? <laughs> uh, so Cecilia, changing gears a little bit. Cecilia no. was legit upset that I don't watch Game of Thrones because okay. she wants to watch Game of Thrones Do you Thrones watch Game of Thrones, Jess? I don't. That's, that's all right. It's that's okay. okay. I, I it's don't, not for everyone. But I, ha- I don't watch it simply because when I do watch it, I my heart gets ripped out of my asshole, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do, I don't want to do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, it I is definitely an, uh, a heart through the asshole ripping. Yeah, show. I'm like, what? I I can't. I'm fucking stressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. That's the, the best the pilot, description of of, of like a, uh, a a reaction to Game of Thrones I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> the pilot is so terrible, and I'm like, no, it isn't. Yes, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how how anybody watches this. The other weird thing is I know who everybody is without having watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't I don't actively look into Game of Thrones mm-hmm. just by existing yeah. in just by America like having an internet the connection. past few years yeah. and being in a like a office space at a day job. Yeah. I just know who I'm sure it's all the chat all the on characters Mondays. are. Yeah. 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 It's just like it's seeped into me. Like I know the so names good. better than Cecilia, who has like bad memory yeah. uh, on those things. But the the premiere, it, it's just like so many horrible things. Yeah, it has to set up all the horrible things because you have to be introduced to It's the like villains. tragedy porn. I yeah, can't. it totally is. Oh. It is gratuitously violent too. That's the part that kind of like, even I have a little bit of like a, like I like to sort of fast forward some parts because I know everything that's happening, of course. Like but. 12 people lose their heads. You yeah. see like intestines is a whole scene. like ripped out of somebody. Uh-huh. Uh, rape, like and incest the, yeah, there right, is like right a away. Lot of, yeah, Just yeah. like having to watch a teenage girl uh, get raped by like a monster of a man uh, and cries the oh, whole yeah, time I doing remember. It. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I remember. I didn't see it, but I'm pretty sure I saw it. Like I yeah. wasn't watching the show, but I'm. Are sure. you? You're referring to Khal Drogo and yeah. Daenerys? Yeah. yeah. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The he's the, okay. the guy that plays Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, wait, I him. thought there was another rape scene with the tall one with the red hair. Uh, that is where he's like, it's like this is happening, and she discovers in the moment that she's gonna get raped. Oh, oh yeah, later. yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. There's so much of that that it's it's all blended. <laughs> Although I will say it got, it got, they, the showrunners kind of correct, like course corrected a little bit in the later seasons with that, where that was not nearly as, that's not happening nearly as often. I'm not like defending it, but like, yeah. because, you know, and because I, I read the book series three times um, and in the book series, it's also not as much of a theme as they made it in the show, which I thought sucked. Cause it's like, why would you do more of that? Like, yeah. Because people, white men. Yeah. I was going to say when they go exactly. to the creators after the show, it's white men. I'm like big shock there. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, Continue. they totally 
They use it as a plot device. They totally use it as a plot device. Yeah. And they only are hearing 10% of a trend, 10% of what's happening. So they're like, everybody's talking about rape. Women want to see rape. Rape is real. Like, with this is, we're giving yeah. a voice yeah. to this. And you're going to watch the character go through it. But again, that's the problem when you have people who are not of any marginalized identity yeah. telling marginalized identity stories. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Get out of here. Yeah, so, I mean, it, and it's like, and there are certain characters that, that that never happened to in the books that they did that they turned around and did in the show like Sansa and it's like just not necessary and yeah. and the fan base like was not happy about it yeah so they did have to address it um but like, I had to stop watching Orange is the New Black because of how like much terrible stuff mm-hmm. you're seeing I only watched season one I don't care about a white woman going to prison <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. care I simply don't care. I think honestly, that's what kind of got like I, I watched. I remember I watched just years ago. I watched stuff. season one, and then I was like, I don't find this character, uh, what's her name, Piper. Piper, to be someone I sympathize with, or I, I didn't find yeah. her redeeming. It becomes so a lot kind of less about it. her after season okay. one. It becomes way less about that. her, but then you yeah. see again a lot more uh, like violence against women of color, and yeah. it's like disturbing to the core to watch. I will say at least in Orange is the New Black, they're trying to shine a light on how horrible the system is yeah. and the okay. and the effects that it has on the, the lives of these women and how much like violence and how dehumanizing uh, prison mm-hmm. can be. Whereas like Game of Thrones, like what's that, sh- you know, yeah. that's a hundred percent. I can appreciate yeah. that. Gratuitous. I stopped watching Orange is the New Black when I think it was somewhere in the second season when I saw like the fact that Piper had like highlighter on her face in this close up, <laughs> like I could see the makeup yeah. and I was like, fuck this. Like just tell the fucking story. Right. Like yeah. I hate when I, I, I don't, I can't explain it. It, I just think that, you know, it's so rare for queer people, for women, for people of color to get a platform to tell a story. Mm-hmm. So to get caught up in like the bullshit of it all. Yeah. Like let's, I want to see some, no one in jail is wearing highlighter. Right. Yeah. They don't like, have a Sephora. You, like, yeah. Why? What you, why? Like I want to see like pieces of art, like suspended reality, not yeah. a, like a TV star, which I'm sure, you know, buffed and shine. She's beautiful. Yeah. But that's not part of the story of being in fucking prison. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to show about all women who, uh, are you know engaging in relationships whether they're like physical or emotional but aren't in captivity you know yeah. what i mean like that'd be nice too it's I feel- like yeah this is like our one show but it's like well they're all in prison i don't know it's just like it feels yeah. i just want women to like be out in the world and still choose to be together you yeah know? you know i think uh the l word i know we talk about like this possible yeah. reboot but i think maybe it's gonna be happening because huff poe reached out to me uh to, to get my thoughts on the L word, to get my hot takes from yeah. 2004 queer television. <laughs> I love that show. It's a ter- it's like terrible. But yes. I also, yeah. It, it, That's the takes they're, they're yeah. looking for. Like, <laughs> I had not come out, I, but and I remember just like seeing that show. I was like, I need to see this. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but rewatching it now, like fully out, I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Wow. It would be very different to watch now that I'm it's not like so a closeted 20 year old. It's so yeah. different, but it's also. It's such a mess. Yeah. Let me talk about this too much. Yeah. <laughs> Can anybody really get 
enough of it. I don't know. I feel like the the L word though, it's like the one thing that we have that like unites most queer women. Even if you haven't mm-hmm. watched it, like mm-hmm. at least we all know that it exists. So mm-hmm. you can be like, well, I never watched it and mm-hmm. that's a way to relate to it. Or it's yeah. like this common have, language that, that we have. Yeah. Have you seen the bisexual? Yes. She okay. loves I the bisexual. I love it and I'm obsessed with Desiree Akvan. <laughs> okay. I'm obsessed. And I love the fact that she's like, don't just, don't think just because this one time you're with a bunch of lesbians, we're talking about that horde. Yeah. That that's all we talk about. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is true. Just because we've talked about the L word 85 times <laughs> on this podcast does not mean that's all we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, it was helpful in a lot of ways because I was like, how oh, yeah. do women have sex like I was just like I'm just gonna press my body against Xena warrior princess (laughs) I was like that is literally what the sex scenes were I was like I'm just gonna press my body like and cry I guess yeah (laughs) yeah totally it's like I wonder how that those scenes were like written like how was that how was that blocked they're just like just press harder together (laughs) who was on the other side of the camera while doing the show for all lesbians yeah uh, I mean, Eileen Shaken, who's not going to be involved, I think, in the mm-hmm. supposed I will reboot. believe that. I've said this before. I will believe this reboot is happening when I see it because I've been hearing about it for years. It's much like the last book of the Game of Thrones series. It's never going to fucking happen. I need to read these books because I am a huge yeah. book person. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. You know what book I'm reading right now before yeah. we get into plants uh, is The Price of Salt, which is the oh, yeah. Pulp what? Fiction book that Carol was based on. Uh, Jill Sobule mm-hmm. on uh, two episodes ago mentioned it and I was like, I forgot. I've been meaning to read it. Um, a few thoughts okay. on this. Though I feel like we could do a whole episode about Carol. I also rewatched Carol, which was a joy because Kate Blanchett uh, was like the perfect casting for that. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Uh, the Price of Salt, it, if you liked Carol, you will like The Price of Salt because it goes, you know, like any book into more detail mm-hmm. about the characters and I you spend really more time with them. And I was just like, when do they fuck? Yeah, right. when do you'll, they fuck? You'll feel like <laughs> that, that in the book. Yeah. Does it happen in the movie? Like, do they fuck in the movie? Wait, you haven't seen- I haven't- I know. I haven't seen Carol. Yeah, I haven't either. I watched, like, maybe the oh, first boy. 10 minutes, and I was like, when do they fuck? And yeah, then I no, I just need to know, like, like actual the time stamp, like, yeah. so I can go oh, forward. Oh, you know what? It's I one hour and 33 you. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I can text you, because there's- One this, hour, 33 minutes, 14 seconds. <laughs> there's this other movie. Yeah. I'm forgetting the name. I used to do- I, like, cruise Netflix only for, like, queer movies, yeah. and then I figure out where the sex scenes are. Yeah. And I'm I'm forgetting- There should be an app. So good. And the woman is a roofer she's a yes. model oh, below her mouth yes i will below what? her mouth it's called below her mouth yes. we've talked about this we've oh talked, wow no, this, this was sounds like movie. one of those early dating websites no, 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 no. no it's like a like this was a movie i couldn't get through i couldn't get through the first like five minutes of it it was horrible just terrib- it's it the was worst so acting. Acting. another like- listener just emailed me about it and was like why haven't you talked about below her mouth yet i'm like you haven't got to the episode where i declare it like <laughs> not even ever. good enough for the sex scenes <laughs> uh, well i just i okay let's just but let's just do a quick convince wipes. me to give it another chance no, and no, then no, i'll yeah. talk about Carol well, first again. of all d- don't give it another chance it's, okay. it's a hate watch it's okay. a hate watch okay. okay first of all it's a hate watch second of all that woman who is a roofer, which is the gayest, oh, yeah. like straight gaze on gay I've ever seen. Yeah. Especially like dykiness. Yeah. Um, th- she does a lot of like suspended pause acting in, <laughs> in sentences that don't make any sense. So she'll be like, I think you're beautiful. 
And I'm like, wow, that's not acting. And then this (laughs) straight woman who I guess took a break from being in Pilates class to do this movie. Because that's what her, both their bodies are insane. It's rude. Yeah. It's rude. It's rude. I don't care. Like, I don't know. I don't want to look at somebody. Yeah, it's just all offensive and (laughs) oppressive. My favorite part is when they finally decide to fuck, she apparently was wearing the strap the whole time, which I understand like packing, but it's not that. Like she's wearing a strap on and it's the straightest. Just like the harness? She's wearing. Yes, the the straightest way I've ever seen two women fuck like she has the strap on like underneath her pants like she wore it out oh my god and then she takes it down and like shows her her dick and i was like that's the straightest thing that was written by a straight man yeah it wasn't though yeah i know i looked into it 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 sounds like that though i was like i would hate i hate to shit on stuff made by women but below her mouth is that title i can't get over that I love the title, but I do. I will say that the makeouts are hot. The make the kisses okay. are hot. Watch mm-hmm. it for the kisses. I'm also like a huge kisser freak. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like kissing. <laughs> what, what, it is what kind are, of wonderful. Yeah, yeah. When it's, it's done right. Yeah. yeah, they the kisses look good. It's the straight people, specifically straight white people, make out like they're stressed out <laughs> and there's not enough time. Yeah. So I am an empathetic person. So I'm instantly stressed, insecure. <laughs> and also trying to like mimic the por- shitty porn I watched when I was 12. Like, yeah. <laughs> I hate, I hate, it feels, honestly, it feels oppressive. And I think it, it should be, you should, you should be able to like get arrested. Yeah. yeah. You should at least be able to throw rotting produce at people. Yeah. yeah. With no, like with no, like all you know, my consequences. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. let's face it, I am gay, I so wanna... I am composting. Yeah. I am going to the farmer's market. Yeah. You know what? That will get me to start composting <laughs> if I could just fling rotting fruits and vegetables at at people. Yeah. We definitely have too much composting in my kitchen and I need to find more places for it. So this is a good plan. I compost strictly because my, like one of my main types is like, um, hot mommy dyke and I know they hang out at farmer's market. Oh, totally. <laughs> I oh, yeah. know they hang out at farmer's market. That's the mothership. Oh, yeah, so I'm always like on the <laughs> hunt. My least favorite thing is when I'm seeing a cishet couple and the guy is like fondling his girlfriend's butt no. like in public no. and like either sticking it's his so hand gross. down the back of her pants no. or just like obviously groping her ass and I'm like I no. can't wait until the gay people take over because yeah. We'll cut off your hand for that yeah. in the future. Like that will be the punishment. You yeah. lose your hand. It's going to get medieval. Yeah, uh, you're going to be in you just the. Stop what's that thing where they her in, like the medieval days? Yeah, the, the stocks. Yeah. What are some of your like top like? What's one of your favorite lesbian kisses? Um, uh, I'll say one of mine, which is definitely one where I didn't watch a show and I just found the clip on YouTube uh-huh. uh, on The Good Wife, mm-hmm. Kalinda. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so on the show The Good Wife, there's like a lawyer or something. I don't know, just this like beautiful Indian woman called Kalinda. Mm -hmm. um, Or she may be Pakistani. Uh, But anyway, she... um, comes over to this other... I want to say maybe she's a detective or something. To her, her house and just like... This other person's been like thirsty for her for a while. And oh, Kalinda yeah, hasn't like a, given in. Like a build up, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the best ones. And then Kalinda yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like wants something from her. So she like comes over and like pushes her up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe six seconds long, but it's so hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- no, 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 no. That description, I was like, 
<laughs> um, I think my favorite gay kiss would probably be on the bisexual. Mm. And which one? I think it's when she like gets back together um with with her wife, like when they oh. a back the, together kiss. Yeah. That's a whole and, different kind. Yeah. And like when they she like the the site launches, you know, yeah. and the, and they like cannot wait to yeah. have sex and they just know oh, they just know they're gonna have sex. Uh yeah. Yeah. And also the first kiss that she has uh, I I feel like I'm totally exposing myself on this podcast. That's such That's romantic. What it's for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and and yeah, I just love any sort of. Um, I I wouldn't say that I have like my top favorite kisses, but like my top favorite moods for kisses that mm-hmm. I've seen. Yeah. Is any sort of like suspended. Yeah. Like, unsure the anticipation. Or like yeah. when yeah. Bet, whenever Bet and Tina get back together. Yes. That's that's what I was gonna say. Also, um, yeah, I actually yeah. really liked when yes. when Dana and Alice were hooking up. I thought their I mean, scenes that were like fun. that was really fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, this is becoming so gay. This uh, is, I know. I mean, which is great. It's very on brand for us. So in Carol, yes, they do have sex. It does okay. take a while, and uh, in the book, it's obviously like they don't describe it as graphically. Well, that's though. rude. Well, but there are parts yeah. in the book that aren't in the movie. Like they shower together in the book, and I'm like, "Where was? Why that would you cut that movie. out?" Of and the they left that on the cutting floor. I'm gonna be pissed. They did. They don't. It's I not in the movie. They robbed us. Yeah. yeah, they robbed us of Kate Blanchett in the shower. Can you imagine? Oh my god! She's First so- of all, one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie of all time, is Elizabeth. Is Elizabeth. I want to see it. I'm no, like, you have to see it. You have to see it. It has like the best 30 seconds of any film ever. Okay. <laughs> ever. The I'm literally going to watch this tonight because Cecilia and I were talking about it the other week because uh, we, we were in England and we saw Mary Queen of Scots before we mm-hmm. went and we loved the um, Margot Robbie's portrayal mm-hmm. of Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I want to see, there's a movie called Elizabeth and Kate Blanchett plays Queen Elizabeth and Cecilia goes, I think that's something you made up. You just want that. Oh, no, that was was like, no. I'm like, I swear yeah. it's a real thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> and uh, this is going to be like so revealing and kind of problematic, but I, I, th- I think every uh, black girl, especially if you grew up in a like white space, one of my like realizing I was black or, or like struck, like struggling with my color was, I was like, I can never be in one of those movies. Like I fucking love period pieces and I yeah. would love to play Queen Elizabeth. See I, Mary Queen of Scots because they, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Uh, I need to see I this. mean obviously the title characters are played by white women mm-hmm. but there are black men there are Asian like ladies in waiting like I it, need this. It, it's, it's not mm-hmm. a ton but they're like hey no big it's deal. It's enough to kind of send that message yeah, like, yeah. let's just do it. Like this isn't gonna ruin the right. the realness like, of well, this Well no I don't believe you. this was actually filmed about, in the 1600s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm like, it's actually very very well done and yeah. I'm like is is this the future? Yeah I'm I writing so. a one woman show and I like I'm trying to figure out how to incorporate that but I I love that movie. Yeah. Best first 30 seconds of any film and best like last 30 seconds of any film. Oh my God. All I right. can't wait. All right. So those are my plans for tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I'm like 
thinking, hmm, what am That's I That's also watch? what got me obsessed with her skincare routine because she, it, she looks the same between the first Elizabeth and the second Elizabeth, and they're like 20 years apart. And it's because she uses <laughs> this um, certain like fermented rice water, and I also use that on my skin. Oh, wow. Yep, 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 Great. Yep. It's called oh. SK2. That is like $200 a bottle, but it's Japanese skincare, and there's a brand called Time Revolution that specializes in disrespecting high-end cosmetics and just copying it. Oh, I love that. Oh. And, like they put the pictures side by side. Um, and wow. then like the list of ingredients to prove to you that it's the same stuff. And that is only like $23. And I buy that. Great. I use it every day religiously. I love, I love a, like a petty product. That's mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> see, we're the same fucking thing. Yeah, just disrespectful calling yeah. people out. Like, like your bottle's $200, ours is 20 bucks, but it's the same shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. You know, make it available. I, do, I like that. Good skin shouldn't just be for the wealthy. Exactly. exactly. Right? It shouldn't just be for Gwyneth Paltrow. I was just going to say, it shouldn't just be for the And her freshly bleep. steamed vagina. Yeah. Which I'll never stop talking about. Bleat. <laughs> Gross. I just hate that because she's the one that like, got all the white women to buy up the cocoa butter at <laughs> Dwayne Reed. And I'm like, <sighs> that feels like it should be prosecuted. What a cunt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just she, like annoyed, cunt, especially because I know there's tons of Sarah's being like, and now I'm all greasy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I'm fucking dry. And I've been putting this on my body since I was a little girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Only rich white women would, like name their product goop too. Like right. you're such oh, yeah. hate it. Uh. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Absolutely. Oh, that's so funny. Every once in a while I'll I'll trot onto goop just to see like, I will never what once level in a while do of that. ridiculous. Oh I'm is it literally called it's a website. Com? It's goop.com. That's so stupid. <laughs> I like in my head I pronounce it like co-op. Goop. Goop. The way I feel like the way that name came about was that she took so much like indigenous self-care practice and all of these things co-opted by POC culture and she couldn't pronounce it. So she was like, um, I don't, it's like goop. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel like she came up with the name. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I just, Didn't she I hate like it. sort of imply that she like discovered or invented yoga? She like did that. I hope she, she did. did. Recently, Maybe. she said something along the lines of like her. she kind of implied that she sort of set the trend of people practicing yoga. No, she definitely set the trend of elitist rich white people co-opting POC practices and things that we've come up with to heal ourselves from the shit you've put us <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah. And charge me $150. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What a scam. Yeah, I just looked up, I, I want to get back into hot yoga, and I just looked up, it was $150. That is like really the scam of the century. I hate it so much. Yeah. I love hot yoga. I do too. Well, okay, speaking of hot yoga, goop, and all of this, self-care yes, is going to lead yeah. us into our topic. Yes. Finally, we're having too much fun talking yeah. about ladies kissing, but can you blame us? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is time to talk about plants which uh you know at first honestly i was like how do we make this gay other than the fact that so many plants look like vaginas oh yeah orchids i have a bunch of orchids in bloom in my apartment right now yeah it's just like a bunch of floating beautiful vaginas that really sets a mood yeah oh yeah and they're under grow lights so my lighting's like pink and purple your apartment sounds amazing i know it is it's my little paradise It's like a little fern gully. It truly is. I love that movie. This is amazing. Yeah, to have that in New York, this seems like an oasis that you've created. Yeah, I have. um, It's so important 
to take care of yourself. And also, especially, again, I'm like marginalized identities, but really, um, implants come as a form of like self-care for me. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of plants, especially flowering plants, are um, they don't have like a gender. Uh, so much of uh, your life is like genderized, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so beautiful that plants can produce these flowers and it's because they are like self-sufficient and expressive within themselves, which I find really beautiful. But what bathroom do they use? What bathroom? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That's the problem with this whole genderless plant. You got to know. You got to know. And obviously we all need to like pee in specific places. I I think it's so bizarre. I'm like, it's a bathroom and you don't have that in your house. Yeah. You don't have that in your house. Right. Right. So it's a, especially when people freak out over single stall restrooms. Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, what, what well, is what's the... next? Like, it's just, it's a fucking single stall. Like get over it. Yeah. What do you mean? What's next? You're hopefully you're done using the bathroom yeah. and you wash your hands. I don't know. You don't what's have to next is you wash your hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I was at, so last night I was at Littlefield. So the restrooms there are like the kind where you walk in and it's just, it's just single stalls, like all genders, uh-huh. whatever. And then there's a communal like sink area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both times I used the restroom, as I was washing my hands, I witnessed men walking out of the bathroom and just walking right past that sink, not even stopping. It made me cringe. Yeah. Oh, they probably have hand sanitizer in their pockets, right? Oh, I'm sure. I, I yeah. will say, I will say, for those of you who see me walk out of the bathroom without washing my hands, I do have hand sanitizer in my pocket because a lot of soap irritates my skin. <laughs> I will, especially the cheap stuff in, yeah. commu- in public restrooms. Well, they and use, in, like, the dirt in winter, yeah, yeah, my hands get dried out in winter, yeah. so I will walk out of the bathroom and use hand sanitizer. And I'm like, I know this looks bad, but I'm really thankful that um, at my day job we have single stall bathroom so nobody yeah. can judge my choice of <laughs> right <laughs> cleaning my hands Ugh, it just but, made me so mad to see that yeah uh plants yeah plants plants so how did you uh get into plants or like when did you start uh, accumulating so i have been into plants. I, I thought it was recent, but I realized it's actually been a long time. And then I suppressed myself for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was a little girl, I had a, this is so like storybook, but it's true. I had a really beautiful garden in Florida with my dad. Aww. And yeah, I loved that garden so much. <laughs> I remember just being like, being able to walk into it and the plants being like, like, higher than me and like being able to lay on the dirt and look up at the canopy and we had the biggest cucumbers and uh, we had watermelon and eggplant and scotch bonnet pepper and being able to and these huge tomatoes and my mom would I'd like go outside and I'd literally talk to the plants be like hello um and <laughs> that's so cute I'd pick I'd pick all the vegetables and bring them inside to my mom and she'd make uh, this salad with just like cucumbers and tomatoes and vinegar and olive oil and salt and pepper. And it was like the sign of summer, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had a rosemary bush and my mom would make this rosemary like iced tea lemonade thing. Yeah. And because we also had lemons from a lemon tree. What? Oh my God. What yeah. is this paradise? I know. No yeah. It was, yeah. It was so beautiful. Um, I say was cause it got <laughs> fucking all blown away in the hurricane. Oh no. Hurricane Michael. Yeah. It's awful. Ugh. Um, but I, I realized, I didn't realize then, but we, there was a moment, um, because every year the, you know, your garden dies, uh, 
and then it comes back like in the spring if you take care of it. And there was one winter when like the garden died. And I remember feeling like this deep sorrow, deep sorrow. I'd just go outside and just stand and be like, oh, what is this? Um, and that's also like that connection that I had to the garden was also around the age where I started realizing that I didn't just like like the boys in my class. Mm-hmm. I also was like in love with my mm-hmm. girl, like the friends that I had that were girls. Um, and it's something that like in that moment, I'm like, you can't be upset about a garden. Like that's not plants like are not real. So I really suppressed that. Huh. And th- at the same time, it was also like, it's not an option to like women. So like that's suppress that. And I recently came out like, I think now like officially to my mom and my dad and my brother, uh, like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to get back into plants. And I realized now when I was journaling, like, Oh my God, I, I like suppressed my love for this at the same time. Um, isn't that crazy? This, like, yeah. I feel like the, yeah. there yeah. are these connections that, yeah. that we have that we don't realize of things that we kind of tell ourselves mm-hmm. we, we can't do or we can't like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it ties to your sexual identity yeah. and you don't even realize it until like later in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had, I mean, before, I actually think it's now like four years ago that I came out, but um, before I uh, did that, I had, my dad had come up and I had just moved back to New York and I got this jade from Ikea that I did not take care of, but I sort of just kept around. I'd water it like every now and then. And once I like came out, it like died almost as if it was holding oh, no. on like onto something for me. Whoa. And the minute I was able to like start taking care of it, it started dying. And I saved like two or three pieces from it and grew a whole nother plant that's like super strong, but it's totally different than the original plant. And I'm like, that's, that's me. That's like I kept these certain parts. Right. And it's, Plants are amazing. They're constantly mirroring and repeating and like transmitting information in ways that we have told ourselves like, oh, that that can't be real because that's not how we communicate. But once you like sort of unsubscribe from that or like free yourself from that mental slavery, like you can get so much information. And I feel like it's the same way when you like come out and you Mm -hmm. embrace your queerness. I love that. This is so beautiful. (laughs) Uh, This reminds me a little bit of a story that you are probably, it's probably going to make you sad um, because plants die. Mm -hmm. And um, when my mom was breaking up with her boyfriend, who my sister and I did not like, Mm -hmm. we did not like him at all. And he was leaving orchids at her doorstep Mm -hmm. to try to be like, no, take me back, whatever. And my mom would take them, but still ignore him. Mm -hmm. But it really bothered us that she was even, and I'm like, by taking the orchids, you are sending a message that you want to keep receiving from him. You cannot have these orchids. Uh, so my sister went over and poured bleach in them. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. What? And poured bleach in, in the orchids and they died. And my mom is also very into plants. Uh-huh. And one day she called me and I, it was everything I could do to contain myself and not <laughs> give away that I knew what had happened. Uh-huh. She's like, I just don't get it. 
I'm so good with plants. I take care of them. I've had orchids before. Yeah. I don't know. And then she said, you know, I think maybe it's your grandfather's way of sending me a message that this relationship's dead, like my dead grandfather. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And, and you're like, yeah, no, the plant's I think you're dying right. as a sign. And Not I w- just that one of her daughters was maliciously pouring yeah. bleach into it. Yeah. I was like, you know crazier things have happened it probably is it probably is your dead father and his wishes so you better not go against that oh that's uh, great those poor orchids throw those orchids yeah that's i mean i wish the orchids didn't have to be sacrificed right for that i Uh, think it's i think it's bad karma to intentionally kill a plant yeah Mm. uh so i'll leave it at that i (laughs) Um, I also think that it's really interesting that he'd give her like a blooming orchid because that Mm -hmm. means that orchid's actually at the end of its life cycle if it's blooming, which I think is so beautiful for life too, like a flower blooms and it's its final expression right before it it dies. But it is doing so much more for the plant in that, those stages, um, in those beginning stages before it's fully flowered. Um, I also have come to accept that I I feel like plants have taught me to, to be better about death in general, Mm. because I have lost so many plants. Like I just maybe two weeks ago got rid of like 10 plants because of winter. And, um, I also around that time lost my great aunt, my great aunt Ethel, who died at a hundred years old. Whoa. Yeah. She was born in 1918. That's wild. Can you imagine everything that she's seen? Like, yeah, it's, and it's also so funny whenever I say that to, whenever I say that to like straight white people, I'm like everything she's seen, they're like, yeah, she saw the great depression. I'm like, fuck that. She knew slaves. What are you talking about? The great. And I'm like, oh, I forget. Like the great depression is like white people's Holocaust or white people's slavery. Right. Right. (sighs) <sighs> not to compare struggles, but um, yeah, I always think that's really enlightening to me w- what people say, like she's seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, plants, plants die and you still learn from them in death um, and you can't keep everything alive. Yeah. Ugh, so many metaphors mm-hmm. in plants. Yeah. I'm Who telling knew? you, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I love my plants. Uh, in terms of caring for plants too, does that give you like a sense of, I don't know, like I think uh, in Handmaid's Tale, the one horrible lady, whatever, yes. she has like a greenhouse and she can't I have I totally kids. get it. And, but like the oh, greenhouse okay. is like everything and she's like obsessed into it and it's like, oh, is Of like tending her? to the plants and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Um, off Fred. Well, she's not off of Fred. Uh, what's Selena? Selena, yeah. Selena. Um, that's a show that I, I watched, but I also had to take like enormous breaks because yeah. I was like, why am I? I was getting stressed out. Yeah, I can't yes. watch But that. I was loyal to the show because I read the book and the book is so good. Oh, yeah? The book is so good. I okay. mean, now the season two is beyond the book. Sure. Um. So when I care for plants, it does a number of things to me. Sometimes it like really turns me on, like especially with orchids because they look like vaginas. And a lot of plants are super sexy and people don't even realize. What are the sexiest Um, plants? uh, I have an orchid. I also have an agave that the way it unfolds Mm -hmm. actually leaves these like beautiful imprints in each leaf. And it has like the most beautiful um, range of like ombre sea green on each leaf. So it's like the beach. 
Oh my and God, these cool. really, really sexy, like red spikes that like if you touch them, it hurts a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the like super the, sexy the yeah. plant. Yeah. Um, and the orchids are, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Orchids are amazing. <laughs> yeah. I love them so much. <laughs> yeah. The orchids. Yeah. I like any plant that has little weapons all over it to yeah. defend itself. Yeah. I think oh, that to like me cacti? is like fascinating. Yeah. yeah I love I that kind like of stuff. Cacti. Like yeah. I went to the Brooklyn Botanical Garden and <gasps> yes. it's awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, I even yes. went like at not the best time of year to go. Yeah. Um, I went in October, early October. It was still like kind of warm out, but a lot of the stuff was closed down. That was down, the last time I went too. Yeah. I want to go in the, sp- I mean, I, I'm assuming like I've made the cherry is the best time blossoms. to go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was, I'm just, I'm fascinated by, plants that have like a built-in defense system around them and how kind of aggressive it is. Like it's almost medieval looking Mm -hmm. when a plant just naturally grows like these little extremely sharp spikes all over it. Yeah, Like obviously the cactus is like the, the kind of the prime example of that, but Mm There were some other ones that I looked at, and I don't remember the names of them, but there's these beautiful flowers, but if you look closely, it's they'll desert fuck rose. you up. If, yeah, yeah, like yeah it looks a pineapple body almost. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the flower's like pink. Yeah, but it's, yeah. But it's very sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That, to me, is like the coolest thing ever. Also poisonous flowers. Yeah, exactly. Poisonous flowers. I think There's the something one that really oleander, cool about that. Isn't that. Oleander, isn't that the is it? poison flower? I'm not well, sure. I'm not sure. You I know, think a lot of them emit some sort of... Poison. I read the book and saw the movie White Oleander years ago. The book's great. I can't mm. tell you what it's about. I was obsessed <laughs> with it at a point in my life, yeah. and now I I can't even tell you. It's just yeah. I was obsessed with it about. in like 2008. Like I read the book, and then I read the other another book that Jenna Fitch wrote. And poison it's, someone with the flower. Pretty dark. I, uh, I think there's the some poison element to it because basically it's some sort of revenge kind of thing against a guy. But maybe that's why I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the little ways we can get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, with plants, too. That's such a yeah. feminine way to kill somebody. I know. With a plant. It's yeah. the best way. Yeah, because you like took care of it. Yeah. And yeah. then you use it as a weapon. Well, and then there's something, too, that's witchy about it, which is totally queer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, that, I, like, love, oh, I love witches it. and plants mm-hmm. and like how well they know like every plant and what they do and what yeah. purpose they like serve. The, some of the like, ones that have lethal capabilities. I'm trying and, to get more in not trying I am getting more into like herbal practice and yeah growing medicinal plants because there's also a certain power to when you grow a plant that you can eat or use as medicine yeah uh-huh. that's a whole nother feeling yeah uh, when you take care of it like I have um I have oxtails which I just found out they're the most beautiful um purple like shamrock plant and at night they close up like really, really tight and like go to bed. And then when the sun comes out, they open up and oh, I love face oh towards the the light. Cool. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Uh, you can actually eat the top of them like in salad and stuff like that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And then I have a sage plant, which I oh. cut back every year and then I use it to burn yes. uh, and cleanse nice. my house. And then I have a rosemary plant. Oh, and mint, which I like to put in like my teas and stuff like that. Yeah. I had sage and rosemary, but then they they were too small, and we were like using it up too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now they're they're naked, but do you think they're still? You can cut help? them. You can cut them back and put them. They need a lot of light, so yeah. maybe put them under a grow light, and they, they should come back. Oh man, I need to get some grow lights. I don't no, know. I I just moved into well, not just I, like, a couple months ago moved, and I finally have like two big windows in my room, and I Ooh. really want to experiment with like. 
because there's there's hooks above the windows. You can tell whoever lived there before me had hanging plants. So Ooh. now I want to do. I don't know what to do. I'm I'm like literally such an amateur with this. Like I've never actually tended to a plant ever. Mm. So I want to find like a beginner kind of thing to do. I have so many plant cuttings. If you want a starter plant, yeah. And I have uh like this uh, pathos and philodendrons are super easy. Low maintenance. That's they, what I need. They just, they don't even care. Yeah. Like, they truly don't even care. You're like, hi, how are you? And they're like, mm-hmm. I don't. I need an want? apathetic plant. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't care. <laughs> I just had a memory to like my fifth grade teacher who kept philodendrons in the room because they were in the classroom because mm-hmm. they were like so low maintenance. Mm-hmm. But, and you can cut, like, uh, they yeah. love to be cut. So you can. And it, it, I also think that there's so much fun and joy in sharing plants and taking cuttings and philodendrons grow super, super fast and you can just cut them off, put it in water, give it to a friend. They have a plant and like everybody becomes connected on mm-hmm. this amazing green system. Yeah. And it's in New York, you should have a, a plant in mm-hmm. your apartment. It's clear your important. air. Yeah. All that pollution that we take in. Yeah. And it's, it's really great to have a plant. Yeah. My wife, uh, did a great job in looking up plants that help clean the air and then Mm -hmm. just got a bunch of them for our apartment. And it's interesting to learn the different uh, needs of the different plants. And we have one plant that we say is so emo Mm -hmm. because (laughs) it falls over a lot when it needs water. Yeah. It's like one day, one day we'll walk in and it just looks like half dead and so dramatic. Mm -hmm. And then we'll add a little bit water and put it by the window. And in like an hour, it's back to this like big, that's great. Is it, a peace, is it a peace lily? What is that? It's not. It's not a peace lily. I'm not sure. Or maybe. What does it look like? It's. Uh, I don't think it's ever had any flowers. It's green. The leaves are like almost a little bit waxy and big. And um, it might be a peace lily without. Any, it might be a peace lily without, without flowers. They're dark yeah. green. Dark green. Yeah. Yeah. And it. it yeah. That's because peace lilies are like. Yeah, yeah. I need like, a plant to tell me visually when it needs water. Yeah, it will yeah. fall flat. Yeah, we're like, oh, she's in a mood again. Yeah, yeah like, I love that. Get it her will... to the window, yep. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Well, I have this other plant that I've had. She's hangry. Yeah. Yeah. They literally are like, I can't. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. like how I. It's honestly how I feel if yeah. I haven't had like an iced coffee, some sort of of breakfast pastry in the beginning of like right when I first wake up, and then I need first and second lunch. And then dinner, and then post dinner. That's I like think how you, I feel. I, feel I think that you need time. like a little label, like a plant. Yeah, of like I how do. to care or for I'm you. Just gonna go like this, and just like until yeah. someone feeds me. <laughs> what, what's the other plant? Oh, the other plant I have uh, is, and I also don't know what kind exactly it is, um, but I've had it for like five years, and it just keeps growing and doesn't die. And every once in a while, it flowers with these like tiny yellow flowers that are beautiful and it just keeps growing like down and it's I repotted an it once. It's, I don't think it's an Ivy or it grows like an Ivy. Like you can. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's like these thick, like it might be a, are the flowers like waxy? Um, I don't know. They're tiny and sometimes they only come like every other year. You can post photos of them to, on Instagram and yeah. then you can yes. comment under them and be like, yes. that's what this is. That's yes. what this is. But yeah. it's, it's the only, it's so, it will not die. I think I know what you're talking about. That's great. It will not die. I got it at a Home Depot. Yep. Um, big shocker there. I went yeah. to Home Depot to buy yep, my yep, plants. Yep, yep. 
But they I have a good selection, guy. though. I they have, have a good selection, and it's a good price. Like, so many of these plant shops are like a pathos. Mm, $45. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's the thing. That's my other question is like, how do you know if if, if you're like an am- a person who like is at my amateur level of mm-hmm. plant care and plant ownership, how do you know if you're getting ripped off at some of these like bougie I think I say if you feel it, it's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, also, a lot of uh, plant shops that are also plant stats, like slash lifestyle tend to be really, really ridiculously overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's people are like capitalism taking over like self-care practice and mm-hmm. selling it back to you. You don't yeah. need to be sold information about plants. Like it's all there. And if you truly want to take care of a plant, you can buy one and it's going to tell you what it needs. Yeah. Um and you don't need Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, you don't need know. Gwyneth Paltrow. You don't need, like, I hate to call them out because I've bought a couple plants there, but like, you don't need like the Sill, um, which mm-hmm. is a really trendy plant shop. But their plants are overpriced. But what they've done is cornered the market and giving you information like, this is a low light plant. But it's like, bitch, you can go online <laughs> and yeah. lick that up. Yeah. yeah. And then you can go to Goodwill. You may have to wait for it and you can thrift like, potted like a like some something that's been handmade and put put it in your house you don't need you're paying so much for another person to give you your taste yeah mm-hmm. yeah which that's not very queer no it's not at not all not very queer it's not queer practice <laughs> unsubscribe how, how do you feel about giving people plants as gifts is it like giving someone an animal as a gift like whoa you're giving someone a lot of responsibility with this plant or mm-hmm. cuz sometimes when i'm going to give like cut flowers, mm-hmm. I think, well, yeah, but these are just going to be dead. Like mm-hmm. cut flowers are nice, but like if you have a plant, you can hold on to it longer. But then is it like, oh my God, now I have to take care of this plant. I think about the person and the intention. Mm-hmm. So I give, I've given plants as gifts um, to several of my close friends, but I always give plants that are really, really, really easy to take care of. And I find and and they're not I don't buy them they're from my garden in my house. Oh cool. That's beautiful. So I also find that because of where they came from they they don't die like my friend Janelle oh my god she's literally going to scream when she hears her name on this podcast. She's going to be like "ow bonjour." I know that's what she's going to say. Um I gave her a a monstera cutting and she does not know how to take care of plants. She was like, "I don't know, girl." Like I don't know. You're going to come over and might be dead. But I was just over the other day and she has it in the little corner of her window. She really just basically ignores it. Yeah. And she was like, hey, she was like, girl, I got a new leaf. (laughs) So even though people don't want it, I find that like, depending on the person, like once they see it grow, like everyone's always won over by like the first new leaf. They're like, oh my God. Like it's, yeah. it it's is really, exciting really, really, to really see special. like a tiny little baby yeah, it's thing this, that's all this fresh. Thing, and, this living thing that's slowly changing in front of you. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And plants are beautiful. Or I have a friend, Sylvia. I gave her like a, a pathos cutting and she named it Utah, which is so gay. <laughs> um, and I think I'm pretty sure she still has it. A lot of my friends. Yeah. 
I like that we, we all nodded in agreement that the name Utah is super gay, even though Utah <laughs> is like notoriously a pretty conservative state, yeah. like a Mormon. Yeah, more. I say the more conservative, the gayer. Yeah, yeah. Right. I truly believe that. I'm like, Mm-mm, there's a lot of people in that mothership that want to get out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true with with Utah. Yeah, and, uh, Utah's such. It's so interesting. I know so many amazing people. Uh, from Utah, and then everybody there is so friendly. Like mm-hmm. Mormons, just seem like the the happiest bunch, and also very warm and friendly. Yeah. If you I overlook the fact Colorado, that they like, so I met oh, a lot. oh, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot you have to of overlook the fact that you get kicked off the off the planet if you're yeah. gay and disowned from your family, which is obviously terrible. But if you're just kind of hanging out mm-hmm. with some Mormons. It's like, these people are delightful. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I've also never, like, personally, all the Mormons I know in my life have been, like, very cool about gay people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that it's starting to uh, yeah. change for them. I've, honestly, all the Mormon Mormons I ever met were gay. Like yeah, really? and ex a lot of ex yeah a lot of ex mm-hmm. I actually half yeah. of the ones I know are gay ex Mormons yeah <laughs> I have um, a friend and he uh, I don't know if it's still around but he uh, started like um, like basically like a like a fetish porn site and it's like ex Mormon uh, stuff which is oh, it's really cool. hot mm-hmm. I wish I remember the name of it but it's it's really hot and he's ex Mormon yeah. Um, I also, the state, I've driven through it. It's beautiful. The it's nature gorgeous. is like, mm-hmm. oh my God, awe-inspiring. Yeah. It's super nice. I like Utah. Oh, yeah. Ish. I love nature. It's yeah. So, it's so good. Well, I'm not surprised with that if you're yeah. into plants. I also, I, I find it so fascinating. I like to look at um, where a lot of house plants um, have just been like, literally ripped from their homes. So I like to yeah. see what sort of environment they come from yeah. and what they look like in their natural habitat and like the magnificence of it. Like fiddle leaf figs are actually these, it's a very, fiddle leaf fig is a very trendy plant that like everybody has to have. <laughs> um, all the stores have it in their windows and they're not taking care of them. They're all dying, which is really upsetting. Oh no. In tea ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I looked at a picture of a fiddle leaf fig like in the wild in Florida and there are these magnificent trees with these huge trunks and the leaves get like the size of your body and they're shaped like fiddles. Mm. And it's like the the funniest looking, like joyous, jolly. It's also plant. fun to say. Yeah, fiddle yeah. Fig. yeah. It sounds like it's straight yeah. from like a like a classic Disney movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, Christian like Anderson. the spirit yeah. of that. Yeah, the spirit <laughs> of that tree is totally like yeah. um, a very like like whimsical, whimsical, kind of jolly person that like just gives you a warm hug. It's such a beautiful tree. The coolest plant place that I've been is definitely uh, Hawaii, specifically oh, Kauai. Wow, yeah was yeah. just blowing our minds with just the the variety of mm-hmm. plants and then also mm-hmm. like different places you go. Mm-hmm. And even on the Big Island, if you go like near the volcanoes. Oh, where that's so rich in minerals. Is, yeah, 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 where everything's like barren and all of a sudden there's like these crazy plants. But in Kauai, they had uh, walking trees, which are trees that like move. Oh, and what? My God, so, they migrate toward the water. Oh, I, yeah, I've, I, I saw something like about like that on the TV. light or the water, but they it's like they literally, you can see the legs of it kind of yeah. like like the solid trunk part of it starts maybe like two or three feet above the ground, yeah. and then it's just like this network of like the roots, gigantic strong so roots. So the roots are above ground that that c- 
come partially above ground and then they like slowly migrate over over that's time gnarly. to like get better light. That's and, literally and water. like okay. magic. This, like that's yeah, incredible. This is what I'm talking about. Like when <laughs> yeah. people are like, I don't know, plants. I'm like, shut yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. They're so amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is incredible. And like people think, uh, that you have to get like all this information and all your entertainment from like TV, your phone, all this stuff, or like um these people are super innovative for coming up with these ideas. I'm like, fuck that. You can literally go out in nature. You don't need to make shit up. Just yeah. open your eyes and yeah. write about what you see. Like a fucking walking tree. Yeah, you know, that's half gnarly. of people think that like Lord of the Rings or whatever, that it was like they had walking trees in there. It's like, oh, that's where that idea came from. It's like, no, they fucking exist. They, yeah. They're real. They yeah. Exist. Oh, no. Like any that's nature so cool. documentary, I'm just like, oh my what God. is going have on? Have you seen the magic here? of mushrooms? No. I it sounds will. like a man I need to get Another really stoned and watch. Yes, you get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was super stoned and I watched Magic of Mushrooms, and it's this jolly British man <gasps> running Sold. around the forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running around the forest and getting on his hands and knees and like talking about how amazing mushrooms are what? and like showing you all these different mushrooms. Absolutely, I'm and, in. And just like mushrooms literally don't give a fuck. You can hit the top of a mushroom and it releases spores and wherever the fuck it lands, mushrooms will grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're magical. They're great. They and if you've good. ever done shrooms too, then you know that's magical. Uh, I haven't. I have not. I don't know if I would be very fun on shrooms. So I... Obviously, if you, I'm like a witchy spiritual person and I, like my life partner, her name's Emily. She lives in Portland and uh, she was like, let's, let's do this. And I was like, I don't know. Cause I didn't think it would be fun. I'm like, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be like some shamanic work and I'm yeah. not ready for it. And that's exactly what it was. And I still, when I came back, to New York, I sat down and I talked about like my whole trip and my whole experience. And that recording is like an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm slowly going back and like taking certain sections. But I realized part of the trip, I was like freaking out because all the trees were like twisting and making these noises. And I was like, we have to get out of the forest. (laughs) Yeah. Because we also did it at like Mm, like six in the middle of the forest. Mm-hmm. I hear you're so supposed it was to getting do it dark outdoors. Or- yeah, it was getting dark and it got, it was pitch black oh, by the time. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no. And our trips were staggered, but it was so important that our trips were staggered because we were both on like very individual journeys. Yeah. And they talk, um, they, a lot of people talk about like this death of ego when you do psychedelics and how horrifying it is. And I just realized like slowly how much of my person is a filter of other people's experiences Hmm. that are just like placed onto me. Uh, And that's like really horrifying to realize and actually visualize removing other people's shit. Um, And anyways, the, the tree part. So the trees were making these like horrible like noises and sounds and twists and shapes. And I remember there was like a lot of wind that I heard. Um, And I don't know if you guys believe in stuff like this, but I do believe that like spirits in the wind. So you do get Mm. um, a certain experience or a feeling when wind passes through you. And when I, uh, after Hurricane Michael, I, I flew because the worst place hit in Panama City was literally my like street Mm. in my town. The house was totally destroyed. We had these two oak trees that were 
One of them was like hundreds of years old, ripped out of the ground. Whoa. So you don't just have the tree. You also have the root ball, which is like 10 feet across, ripped out of the ground, picked up and thrown on top of my house. And there was not a single tree left standing in my town. And I realized as I was driving down the street, I was like, I don't even recognize where I live anymore. But I recognized it from my mushroom trip in Portland that I had years before, like not years before, but months before. And it's shit like that. I was like, holy fuck, I've seen it. I've seen the Did way. Did it feel like a premonition in Yeah. A way? I realized later, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly the way the trees were bent and shaped and twisted was exactly what my neighborhood looked like when... Um, like it looked the same as when I did shrooms in Portland and I came back and I was like, (sighs) I sat down with Emily and we we talked about it and it was just like doing psychedelics, especially if you already live in like an elevated spiritual place, you got to be ready because that shit is insane. Yeah. And I also think it's stupid to think that plants don't have more information than us when they've been around for billions of years. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. That's like, you have to get rid of your ego if you think that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. I could talk about that forever. Um, and it, there's still parts of my trip that I'm just not even ready to revisit because it was just whew, too much. When you do, when you do psychedelics, do you remember everything? Like it's not. So I've only done shrooms once. Okay. And I. But do you I, remember it as if you watched a movie and like you, or, or to do the kind of parts of it come back to you? Um, I. If I was to take the time to like go back and recall, I could remember every single thing Mm -hmm. and I can remember experiences, including like before we, we did it because it's all tied together. Um, but I've, I've, like I said, I've only done it once and I, yeah, shrooms is wow. I'm not ready for them. No, I feel like I would, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the right place i think i would just go right to a bad you trip. have to yeah well you yeah. have to really set like expectations mm-hmm. um but and you can change you could microdose it too and that would be sure. a different experience yeah. than um than just like, going like doing all like the work you yeah. can microdose it and you can go to what my friend calls the fairy layer which is where like everything I just go there. yeah where everything <laughs> just looks really beautiful yeah and yeah. you can sort of see like the aura the vibrations off of plants um, that, that's you could go there. something that's been used to treat people with uh, PTSD and like mm-hmm. severe depression okay. i know mm-hmm. people who microdose shrooms once maybe, maybe like twice a year mm-hmm. or something yeah. and it helps them it keeps them out of going into like very dark Dark places places, and having those experiences. Sometimes I wonder like, are we only at the tip of the iceberg of as far as like discovering herbal remedies and how they can, I think so. Herbal and and plant-based remedies. And I think we'll always remain there as long as we are in like a for-profit capitalist society. And you look at people in terms of productivity and profit and not as human beings, Mm -hmm. because if people were empowered and given the information about these plants, then there would not be, there would be more self-reliance and there Mm -hmm. wouldn't be a organized universal need for certain systems. So a lot of people would be out of money and a lot of people would be out of jobs. Like Mm -hmm. if, can you imagine if like antidepressants, 
there was no longer a market for it because we've put all of that money and research into informing people how to grow your own marijuana and how to engage in certain strands of marijuana to to dose yourself mm-hmm. or yeah. certain herbs to dose yourself and take care of yourself, certain psychedelics. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't, you, you can't, I mean, I think that we're moving towards a place where those things are becoming marketable, um, especially with marijuana because now mm-hmm. white men like marijuana. So right now and we're all going to sell okay. it and be billionaires, but yeah. half of us that are people of color are going to be in prison for it. Yep. That's a whole nother podcast. Um, yeah. I think that, We've definitely are only at the tip of the iceberg. There's so many, there's so much cure for health within your diet and within herbs that people just don't, yes. don't know. And yeah. I'll be a crazy person that said I changed my diet and for the first time in years, like since I was a teenager, I'm off all medications. Oh, and great. Yeah. It's that's amazing. A hundred percent from dietary what did changes. You cha- what was the biggest change? Or like, did you do anything major or just little stuff? I did a full on elimination diet mm-hmm. to start. And it was a plan from a book. And basically now I'm uh, gluten free and mostly dairy free. Like I'll have a little bit of like aged cheeses, like a hard Parmesan or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and I can have uh, yogurt, though I find it makes my skin break out. So uh, I I've cut that out, but like it doesn't upset me otherwise. Um, and yeah, cutting those things out and just trying to eat more like organic and, and that, uh, whole deal mm-hmm. has, I don't know, like I don't have any of the, the issues I used to have. I also haven't gotten like sick, sick since I've started like a yeah. cold or yeah. anything like that since August was when I started eating this way. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's been, it, it's a lot of work because they don't like the way that our society is, they don't make it easy to eat this way. Nope. No, it's, it's not super expensive. It's yeah. very expensive. They've also convinced you that nobody, again, because everybody's raised in, in thought, like we're for profit, for productivity. Yeah. So no, you, you wake up, spend 30 minutes getting ready. You go to work, you come home. And you like order food. Yeah. So you can go to bed. So you can get up early to go to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, I also feel like society's convinced us that we don't know how to cook. But I've noticed a huge difference. I uh, eat a lot of vegan food mm-hmm. and I feel like I haven't been sick in a long time. It's funny. So I'll, I'll hear from uh, vegan people who are like mm-hmm. full vegan who talk mm-hmm. about like the benefits and how much it's changed mm-hmm. their life. The diet that I'm on, it's actually a, a lot of meat mm-hmm. uh, that I'm eating when you cut out gluten. And, and mm-hmm. there is a way to be vegan and gluten free, but so many of like the substitutes. But, yeah. but if you're going to be gluten and soy free, which I'm also soy free, um, it's hard to be vegan. So I find myself like eating a lot of meat. So on one hand I'm eating just a lot of meat and vegetables. Yeah. But if your meat is like grass fed and organic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's it's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) I think that you can get into a tricky like classist territory. Yeah. Um, with veganism, uh, and like this judgment of like, Oh, well, you know, we all should be vegan for the animals. Yeah. Uh, you can also get really racist very fast. Like, yeah, because that's that's not taken into effect. Food deserts and socioeconomic, yeah. you know, factors that relate to access to this kind of exactly. food. Exactly. And yes. also, not to mention, like, how you 
were raised Mm -hmm. or like if I'm, if I'm going to travel overseas and I go to somebody's house and they're making me their like family recipe and that shit has beef in it, I'm not going to be like, um, (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I'm vegan. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You're not going to get all goopy on them about it. Yes. I'm not going to go all goopy on them. I think, I think fuck all these different labels. Yeah. Again, that's not very queer. Labels are not very queer (laughs) as I'm labeling you as something else. But you eat with intention and Mm -hmm. not other people's intentions. Yeah. Because now, yeah, it's so popular to be vegan. There'll be like vegan options, this, vegan, 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 vegan. It's about eating with intention and what your body needs. Yeah. And I know that I need a lot of vegetables to feel good, to feel clear. And that also like returns back with my connection to plants and like to reground myself, like eating root vegetables and things like that. It's really, really helpful for me. Yeah. And to just see how, not to mention they're, it's fucking beautiful. Vegetables are beautiful. Mm -hmm. They come from the earth and then it feeds you. Like there's nothing, it's like the simplest possible. But they're also beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they are. They're gorgeous. Yeah. make, one of my favorite salads to make is with arugula and golden beets and regular beets Mm -hmm. and just cutting open a beet and seeing the inside. They're so beautiful. Yeah, they are. They're so beautiful. And if that is accompanied with a piece of steak, like I'm going to eat that steak. I just tell people to, like when they get all tight, like, oh, you're just, that's not vegan. I'm like, I'm vegan until I'm not. Yeah. What I'm eating is none of your business. Yeah. Yes. Like I feed my fucking soul. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I have beef with arugula lately. What's wrong with it? Yeah. You know, I like it, but every time I buy a bag of arugula, there's like one soggy piece in it. And yeah. then the next day, half the bag is like soggy. And yeah. Stinky. Are you talking yeah. about the Trader Joe's organic bag? Yes. Yeah. It gets, yeah. I think that's just. <laughs> is that just because I, I, I think need to that's stop just being cheap and stop shopping at Trader Joe's? No, for always thing. shop at Trader, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's rocks. I might yeah. go there today. I wonder yeah. though. Ugh, I feel like idea. they have some prob- problematic practices, but I do love Trader Joe's. Um, I usually don't buy produce there because I think that that's. I think that's part of getting failing. organic produce is that yeah. it just doesn't last as yeah. long. Um, but what I do is if I can catch it. I immediately take the soggy piece out and I find that that does save some So the time. soggy piece yeah. sort of like infects the yes. other pieces more yes. quickly. It does. I should open a bag like right away mm. and just take out the soggy pieces immediately and yep. this will avoid the whole problem. Thanks. You have literally just uh, given me an idea to solve a big, <laughs> a big pain point in my life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my biggest pain point with vegetables is the timing at which I buy avocados because they go bad oh, yeah. in five seconds. There's yeah, like a yeah. five second window where you cut up an avocado, you know how it's like that perfect, like bright green, beautiful, mm-hmm. perfect color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then literally if you wait another five minutes, I cut it open and it looks like brown. It's it uh, it infuriates so me. So something that you can do to save it after it's been cut open is put a little lemon juice on it. Yeah. To, to prevent it from going brown. Okay. Yeah. But when you buy them, uh, you can pop off the the top where it was like connected to the rest of the plant. And if it's that perfect inside avocado green that's one that you have to eat that day okay but if you get something that's a little bit before that um that, that that's like green still like the the shell of the avocado yeah, when they're like super dinosaur egg hard yeah that's yeah. gonna last you a little bit longer um i feel like that that yeah. tip got out on goop or something and <laughs> now when i go to the produce section all, all the tips over. are picked up. I will say I've noticed that. I've been like, oh, white women have been through here. Whenever I go to Whole Foods and I'm like, yep, they've been through here. Yep. Um, You can also go with feeling and it, if you get one, I find that's like a little 
dents and like almost like bounces back after you press on it. That yeah. will last me like a good week. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. And then I, I put, I wrap mine in uh, reusable beeswax uh, paper. Oh. Yes, they sell that at Trader Joe's. Okay. Yeah, I bought mine at Trader Joe's. Okay. And that, that gives me a little bit more cool. time. Like I also wrapped um, these peppers that I had and I've had them now for two weeks in my fridge and I just finished the rest of the pepper and they were still fresh. What a crunchy episode this is. I I'm love loving this. it. This yeah. is great. <laughs> it makes me want to go buy a million vegetables and, yeah, and then like take a bubble bath. Yeah, yeah. 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 Makes me want to buy grow lamps. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to get to our listener question. Uh, this one does not have to do with plants. Sorry to say, but thank you so much for of course. having this conversation because yeah. it's been so lovely. Yeah. yeah. Question. I came out to my friends and family about two years ago. My family is fairly religious, but not 100% assholes. Some were fine with it, while others were not. Today, my family has met my girlfriend, and they seem to love her as much as I do. However, I can't shake the feeling of being the black sheep. In my head, I feel that they are still whispering about us as we walk into holiday get-togethers. Will this ever go away? Will I ever feel normal like my hetero cousins? Your hetero cousins are not normal. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, maybe they will. I don't know. It's kind of like. I think it does get better. It does get better, absolutely. But like you can, you can, at some point you have to kind of not, it's hard to say. It's easier, I should say it's easier said than done to just not really give a fuck what people are saying or whispering or thinking because that's just going to drive you nuts. I, I think it gets it gets better in the sense that you stop caring yes, as much. Exactly. And I find that with with my family like I just I don't even allow them to think that it's not normal. Mm-hmm. And the way that I speak about it and the way that I move throughout space whenever I am talking about being queer and so much of coming out is not about the person coming out, which I think needs to change. It's always about everyone around you. Yeah. Um, and that's their own journey and their own burden to to handle. Um, it doesn't belong to you. Yep. Uh, I think that any any sort of tension you might be feeling about them whispering is like unresolved issues within you about caring what people think and you can't even Mm -hmm. your family which is completely against how we were raised which is why I think coming out can feel so like life-threatening in a way uh but you also have to realize they're they're humans just like the rest of us and they make mistakes and they don't have uh, any final judgment call on on you and as long as you continue to live your life and be that amazing person that you I know you probably are mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast they're going to start to feel stupid. Yep. Yeah. I think you touched on something about um like normalization mm-hmm. like you said that uh you came out to your friends and family 2 years ago I don't know how long before that you might have known but mm-hmm. I know there there's so many times in my life that I forget that I'm gay or that yeah. Uh, that I'm different Mm -hmm. and I really have to stop and be like, oh yeah, this isn't quote unquote normal, but like it feels so normal because I've been doing this for so long that like I can't, um, like this must feel how everybody else. It's just who I am. It feels it's just who I am. And that kind of attitude is 
contagious, but like it will also happen yes. for for those around you. So if this is new to them, the fact that you're you're queer and you have a partner uh, of the same sex um, and gender, uh, eventually, I think it does get normalized yeah. for them, and it does over yeah. it does over time naturally. And, and it won't feel like you're bringing the elephant in the room with right, you right. To, yeah. to every gathering and stuff. Yeah. They'll be like, okay, this is the way that it is now. And this is just reality. Right. Not that this is a thing, you know? Yeah, the I more also think it's confidence just, you project too. It's just like. Sometimes I have to hesitate. Like I get so angry because I just think it's so unfair that all of this resource and talking is going towards other people's experience mm-hmm. about you finally being who you are. Yeah. And what's, I think too, when coming out, what's undeniable is how happy you are. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's a huge thing for my parents. Yes. It's like, you can say what you want about morals or whatever the fuck you want to say, but you know, I am, I am your child. You mm-hmm. know me. You know me and you know this is who I am. Yeah. And so I really don't take it from family or like when parents are like, I can't believe you're gay. It's like, really, you know, you know, I'm your kid. I am a yeah. part of you. Yeah. You were the first person I ever met. Like- yeah. <laughs> I am a part of you. Yeah. And you knew this. Like that was something with my mom. My mom was like, I asked you over and over and over again. And you always told me no. And I'm like, well, all that says is you knew. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you know me. Yeah. Oh, and man. you can't, family can't deny when they see that you are living your mm-hmm. truth and you're happy. They can't deny it. I saw yeah. something on Twitter recently that said um, something along the lines of like when people come out and, and the straight person that they come out to is like, well, why did you take so long to tell me? It's like, well, that's that's that person needs to examine why they were an unsafe person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Exactly. If you are if if you're a straight person and and a, and a queer person comes out to you and you're and you're you know sort of incredulous about why it took so long, it's like well then why don't you examine yourself and yeah. and what it, what it is about you that made that person feel yeah unsafe to begin with? Like ultimately, it's yeah. it's their it's it's not your fucking problem yeah. how yeah. people feel. You yeah. know, you yeah. can all you can do is be yourself, and that is that is it. Like that is like yeah. the simplest distillation of what coming out is is like. It's a relief. It's it's a great thing, and people will come around. Like you said, they'll feel stupid after yeah. a while if they don't. You know, I I went to college with people like that who told me yeah. like, you know, I used to have these these opinions and feel a certain way, and then you came out, and then all of a sudden I sort of connected like my friend to this concept, mm-hmm. and now I just feel kind of dumb for having those thoughts to begin with. Exactly. So it's because it's it more transfers about to some sort of negative energy that they're only holding. Yeah. And yeah. you're over here fine. And they're over there like angry in the corner. Yeah with, yeah. with a rotten egg. It's like, let it go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm sure your hetero cousins are bringing home some awful people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not as interesting. And they are not the yeah. fun cousins. Not as yeah. fully realized. You're the fun cousin. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Uh, Jessica, where can people find you and your plants on, um, on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on my Instagram, embrace underscore mess. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, thank you. Um, you can also check me out. I have a web series called Growing Down, like opposite of growing up. Um, and I am doing the final season. I'm filming it this summer. And I think that the new content will be super fun and queer and funny. Um yeah. Oh, and you can also see me around uh, at UCB, and I'll be at the Duplex on the 18th doing a queer show. 
the Tiger Beat? Yes, show? Tiger Beat. Oh, yeah, great. that's uh, Nikki yeah. Palumbo yeah, and Gwena, who cool. both been guests on the podcast. So that's fun. And yep, then yep, anybody yep. going to Clexicon, yes. check out the, awesome. the yes. Hearing Queer yes, improv Queer. show. Come say hi. Yeah. They'll be amazing. Cool. Oh my gosh. I want to, <laughs> I told Amelia, uh, like to just like record and keep sending me updates on like mm. what is going on <laughs> at Clexicon. Like I'm going to have so much FOMO. Yeah. yeah. I could probably still go. I mean, I could probably still oh, wait. I don't go. Know. I haven't bought my flight yet, but I, um, was on Hopper shameless pug. It's a really good app. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine showed it to me. Um, and it said like, I checked this morning and their tickets are still like two something. I did read that the best time to buy a plane ticket now. I mean, it's always changing. Mm-hmm. There's always those clickbaity articles about it, but I read mm-hmm. every one of them. Yeah. yeah. This, one, this one says 5 a.m. on Sundays. Really? Oh, 5 oh good. That's when my anxiety wakes me up. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> That's when my brain goes, Hey, um, can we go through an itemized list of every bad decision? I was just about made? to say your to-do list. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Nah. yeah. I've been there. <laughs> All right, maybe next yeah. ne- next, week, uh, next week on the podcast you'll hear whether or not uh, right. I've decided to go to Clexicon. Um, and then you can follow us at Diking Out on social media. You can follow me personally at TGI Carolyn. And I'm at the Sarah York on Twitter and Instagram. Please keep sending us your questions, dykingout at gmail.com. We love them. We have a, a little bit of a backlog of questions, but still, uh, they've all been very different. They've been and, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Our questions are so great. And this one was actually funny. She was like, I know that you like uh, a to the point question. So here is ah, the spark notes we of my that. incident. Yeah. I love that. Because sometimes it's like, we I'll, love a one paragraph question. Yeah. Yeah. But I also love the ones that are like four paragraphs yeah, just yeah. because it's a lot of, it's a wild ride. You need content. I love that. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then to, to sign off, uh, I, <laughs> I read an email from a listener, a new listener today, uh, who is straight, but she was telling us like how much she enjoys the podcast and Uh all the stuff she's learning Uh and, um, like to also like help her understand like her queer friends better. Mm -hmm. And like, thank you for doing the homework. Absolutely. Thank you for doing the labor. the homework. (laughs) Yeah. Do Don't make homework. us do it. Don't ask dumb questions. Yeah. Do well, the homework. You know, I'm always White just, people do. Do the homework. Yep. Do the yes. homework. It, it floors me, like, just how much straight content we're forced to consume. Mm-hmm. And then a lot a lot of straight people see gay content and they're like, it's not for me. And it's like, well, it's not for you. And, like, we're not making it for you. But you can consume it and become a better person. Absolutely. Uh, by doing and so. And become an ally with a capital A that you love to say that you yeah. are. Yes. And, you and that's with anything that's, like, with media and content created yeah. by someone who is not like you yeah. yeah stop wearing the safety pins and read a book yeah <laughs> <laughs> are people still doing that i saw read you know what book. i didn't think so and then i saw one and oh, i boy. was like i was at ripley greer it's kind of like the live strong bracelet yeah oh boy you know, you're like oh, i was boy. like listen sarah beth that. take <laughs> the safety pin off Use the safety pin as a bookmark for the book you read. Get the information you need. So many books out there. Yeah. You know, you just open them up and you read them. Yeah. And then you knew something you didn't know before. Yeah. That's incredible. (laughs) So going back to (laughs) this email, well, just just to wind down the episode, just wind down the episode, uh, she signed off this great email with. P.S. I think Anna Kendrick is gay. And that's why I want (laughs) to end every episode now. Oh, absolutely. uh, Thanks for listening. And P.S. 
Anna Hen- Kendrick is gay. Yeah, for sure. I thought she was. I mean, yeah? she should be. I thought she was. Oh, now we can never just end on that because it's going to spark right. discussion. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's fine. We'll end it how we usually do. Anna Bye. Anna gay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye. Bye.